1: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
0: Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Up, everybody, and welcome to the program. So, today we're going to talk about somebody that we have not really discussed here on the podcast. And that person is R. Kelly. And the reason I'm bringing him up is, when you look at the cases that are in the news, there aren't many that fit the bill of the Jeffrey Epstein case. But when you look at the R. Kelly case and some of the charges brought against him, and you look at how aggressively the government's going after him for being the head of a criminal enterprise, one is left to wonder why the same zeal isn't being shown when they're going after Ghislaine Maxwell. Now, if anything has ever been a RICO case, it's certainly the Jeffrey Epstein case. And as far as this R. Kelly case goes, I say kudos to the government for going into their toolbox and using this charge on him. Because as you're going to see in this article, the stuff R. Kelly was up to was the same shit Jeffrey Epstein was up to, but... It wasn't to the level of Jeffrey Epstein's deviousness. And that's pretty mind-blowing considering how disgusting, how gross the shit R. Kelly was up to is. And then you think about how much longer, how many more survivors and victims there were of Jeffrey Epstein. And it's enough for you to want to take a bleach shower. But the real question remains... Why is there not a RICO charge hanging over the co-conspirators of Jeffrey Epstein? If R. Kelly is hit with a leadership charge, if R. Kelly is said to be in charge of a criminal enterprise that's based around sexual assault of, of women and young girls, then don't you think that Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell should be classified the same way? You have Keith Rainieri, racketeering, Rico, all these other people, Rico, racketeering, but not Ghislaine Maxwell. So again, it makes you ask yourself why. Now don't get me wrong, R. Kelly, rich-ass guy, dude, no doubt about it, had a bunch of money. What he didn't have? The political connections of Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein. Same goes with Rainieri. Keith Rainieri, a little bit more connected, right, but not completely locked in. Certainly didn't have a picture of a president in a dress hanging on his wall. So you see, if it's good enough for these two scoundrel-ass scumbags, pieces of shit, why is it not good enough for Ghislaine Maxwell? Why is it not good enough for Jeffrey Epstein? That case should have been Rico from the very beginning. It is everything that you want for predicates of Rico a criminal enterprise, people in leadership roles, people were uh, enriching themselves from ill-gotten gains, and never mind all of the other things that go along with it, wire fraud, coercion, you name it. Oh, I've seen them hit regular people, bookies, okay, people that were engaged in quote-unquote illegal sports gambling get hit with a hundred, literally a hundred Rico predicates. No one they're not going to be able to stick all of them to him, but hopefully one of them sticks. And in the hopes that you plea down, and then you go to prison, they don't have to go to trial, it's a win-win for them. But not for Ghislaine Maxwell, not for her people. Still, they don't even have a, a man-act charge against Ghislaine Maxwell. So, let's jump into this article today from the Chicago Tribune, and let's take a look at R. Kelly's situation, and let's run that side-by-side concurrently with the Jeffrey Epstein case. And then I'll ask you again, why is Jeffrey Epstein's cohorts, why is Ghislaine Maxwell, not being charged with RICO? Headline, A Sex Abuse Enterprise? Breaking Down the Unusual Racketeering Case Against R. Kelly. The authors of this article are Jason Meisner and Megan Krapu. R&B superstar R. Kelly had embarked on what was supposed to be a high-flying tour in 2016. When two members of his entourage allegedly expressed concern, the singer was physically and psychologically abusing a teenage girl traveling with them. Yo, that's insane to think about. I mean... Imagine being on this road crew I worked in entertainment and I can't even imagine being on a road crew where somebody's being kept in servitude being abused physically psychologically and not stepping up to do something about it. It's crazy to think how much power people like this wield. Somebody like R. Kelly in in, in his circle, right? But I don't see how people could not report this. So, good on the entourage, probably stagehands that reported his ass, right? Probably some, uh, you know, audio technician or lighting technician that was tired of R. Kelly's bullshit every day, tired of his dumbass rider requests every day, and said, you know what? This dude's a sick prick. I'm ratting him out. And good on whoever it was who snitched on him. You know, I'm a pretty uh, mind-my-own-business kind of guy, Right? But not in circumstances like this. And again, I'll say it 100,000 times. You're lucky if only the cops get called on you, homie. Because I got to tell you, I don't know if I'd be able to control myself. I I catch somebody hurting one of these kids or or engaged in uh, trafficking of women. I might just go ahead and, 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 and let off. Honestly, I'm not, I'm not even kidding, you know, violence is not the answer ever, all kidding aside, right? You, you don't want to engage in violence at all, I mean, there's nothing cool about it or anything like that. But people like this, man, and if you're around it, I mean, like, you know, you're working for this guy and you find out, I, I don't know, I'd freak out. I would freak the fuck out, guaranteed 100% freak out. And there would be a confrontation. I would definitely confront the person engaging in this. So good on the crew members, whoever it was, to step up and rat this disgusting fucker out. The girl was kept locked up in a tour bus for hours on end, according to a recent court filing by federal prosecutors in New York. Her eyes were red and puffy. She looked rough, as one employee allegedly put it. So... You're going to keep somebody locked in a tour bus for hours on end and nobody's going to know the difference? Nobody's going to say, hey, R. Kelly, the fuck you doing, man? Why you got this girl locked up in your tour bus? All of those people that were around him as well, just like the people that were around Epstein, pieces of shit. Tell me you didn't know what was going on. You knew what was going on. Kind of fucking. What kind of man has anyone locked up in a tour bus for a few hours? What is wrong with you? Something is really strange about the treatment and behavior of the little one. The employee texted on May seventeenth, two thousand and sixteen. According to the filing, when she gets to Florida, she needs to run and never look back. She should be living the, the fu- living the fun life of an eighteen year old high school senior. She's been on punishment forever. Whatever that means. Talk about cryptic and scary. And whoever's sending that message, what do you mean you're sending a message, bro? What kind of coward are you? Walk onto that bus, grab that girl, and walk off that bus and tell any of them motherfuckers that are in your way, if they try and stop you, they're finna get it. Pretty simple. Pretty pretty simple. Too many do-nothing MFs running around this world. Too many people that are waiting for other people to step up to the plate and fix shit or to do something. Well, guess what? Sometimes it's your number that's called. Sometimes you're the one that has to step up and make the play. And if you're ever around a situation like this, at the very least, go to the authorities right away. The employees' concerns go to the heart of the unusual federal racketeering case against Kelly, that is expected to attract national attention when jury selection begins Monday at the federal courthouse in Brooklyn. And now, remember, he's in the same, um, the same uh, uh facility as Glenn Maxwell right now. So you got um. The the jury's getting ready to be selected. The whole nine. It's all getting ready to crack off for R. Kelly. And the question is, again, why would he be slapped with racketeering and not Ghislaine Maxwell? Now, please don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying that R. Kelly shouldn't be hit with this. I think all of these fucking people should be. Rainieri, him, Maxwell. If you're going to be part of a criminal organization, a criminal enterprise that's enriching everyone around you on the back of human trafficking, you should all get slapped with Rico. What, it's only good if somebody has a vowel at the end of their last name? This shit's only good if somebody's a crack dealer in Watts? Nah, fuck that. If you're part of a criminal enterprise, I don't care what sort of criminal enterprise it is. It's time for the RICO Act to slap you directly in your mouth. Unlike the singer's previous criminal trial in Cook County over a decade ago, which centered on a single sex tape and ended in an acquittal, the expansive indictment in New York accuses him of being the head of a criminal enterprise that for decades used his celebrated musical talents to not only sell records, but also to abuse and enslave girls, produce child pornography, and satisfy Kelly's personal sexual urges. Boy, where have we heard all of that before, huh? So wouldn't Jeffrey Epstein and Maxwell be the head of a criminal enterprise? Check. That for decades used his celebrated musical talents, R. Kelly, but Epstein, his power and influence to not only sell records, but not only make money for Epstein, but to abuse and enslave girls and produce child porn? Check, 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 check. All of those boxes are filled. All of those parameters are met by Maxwell and Epstein as well. So again, I'm going to ask the question, why aren't they being charged with racketeering? Why are they not being smacked with RICO? Legal experts said charging Kelly under the racketeering statute, commonly referred to by the acronym RICO, is likely unchartered territory for the 1970 law which was originally designed to go after mafia bosses who shielded themselves by using underlings to do their dirty work. 100%. That's what Rico was created for. And that's what we have here. R. Kelly, him and his group? No doubt about it. But more specifically, in the vein that we discuss, Jeffrey Epstein and his criminal enterprise, no different than the mafia, was set up the same way to insulate him and his lieutenants from blowback. And when that blowback came, look what happened. They were insulated so well that they were all able to get put onto that non-prosecution agreement. So these guys, R. Kelly, Jeffrey Epstein, all of these people who are in charge of groups like this that are engaging in any sort of human trafficking, look, if you're transferring girls across state lines for sexual purposes, you, my friend, are in violation of the MAN Act. Okay? Right away. Never mind all of the other stuff that comes along with it, Rico and the rest. Here, R. Kelly is the godfather, said Jeff Grell, a professor of the University of Minnesota Law School and an expert in Rico Law. The enterprise is the managers, the bodyguards, and the runners who do his bidding. Okay, let's slip in what we talk about here. Here, Jeffrey Epstein is the godfather. The enterprises, the managers, Ghislaine Maxwell, the core four, the bodyguards in Epstein's case, that would be the accountant and the lawyer, and runners who do his bidding. So what is different with Jeffrey Epstein's organization and R. Kelly's organization? How can the federal government charge one with RICO and not the other? What makes the racketeering charge such a powerful weapon against Kelly, legal experts said? is the prosecutors can give jurors a 30,000-foot view of the singer's alleged criminal behavior, both in terms of longevity and the number of victims involved. So that's what Rico does, right? We've talked about this. I'm sure some of you are sick of it at this point. So that's what Rico does, though. It gives you a full, aerial view of all the crimes and lets you dive on in, no matter what it is. If I sent you money and I'm under criminal investigation with a RICO case, you are now part of my criminal organization. You are now receiving ill-gotten gains, so you're part of the RICO investigation. That's how it works in the real world. That's how it works if you're a regular old Italian. You know how I know? (laughs) Life experiences, my friends. That's how it works. So how is it that Jeffrey Epstein and his friends aren't caught up in the same net? It's an effective tool for prosecutors because it allows them to bring in evidence they might not otherwise be able to bring in. To give jurors a much broader look at the playing field, said Jeffrey Kramer, a former federal prosecutor who is now Senior Managing Director of the Chicago-based security firm Guidepost Solutions. 100%. Look, again, I've told you a million times and I'll tell you a million times more. RICO is the most feared charge in the toolbox. You talk to any criminal who's involved in a criminal enterprise and they will tell you straight up they fear RICO like it's nobody's business. And you know those powerful drug cartel members running around in other countries, you know what they fear the most? Extradition to the United States because of laws like RICO. So it's a very powerful tool. The kind of tool that makes even the most hardened criminal turn snitch, turn rat, Turn Charmin. So hell yeah, drop that right on R. Kelly's ass, right on him, all of his friends, make all of their lives miserable, and have them ratting on each other. But at the same time, can you do the same thing to Ghislaine Maxwell? Can you do the same thing to Jeffrey Epstein's friends? We're talking decades here, people have been waiting for justice. People are getting tired of it. To prove the main racketeering count, prosecutors plan to put on evidence that goes back 30 years to when R. Kelly was rocketing from Chicago street musician to worldwide fame. As his career blossomed, prosecutors say, so did the Enterprise, which allegedly used a mix of co-conspirators to recruit girls for Kelly and help keep them under his control. Boy, where have we heard this story before, huh? As Jeffrey Epstein's star rose, so did his power so did his grasp, and so did his atmosphere. Same with R. Kelly. The more famous R. Kelly got, the more money he got. The more powerful Jeffrey Epstein got as, as far as getting inside of these uh, inner sanctums of the financial world. The more power, the more profile, and the more sway he got. And they all had, both had lieutenants. They both had people running underneath them to keep this enterprise going, to bring these girls in and out. So what's the difference here? Why is this bitch-ass, sick, son-of-a-bitch R. Kelly slab with Rico? But Maxwell not. The evidence includes alleged acts as recent as 2018, as Kelly's career was crumbling amid the Me Too movement. It would soon implode when Lifetime's docuseries, Surviving R. Kelly, brought renewed attention to his alleged crimes. And if you haven't watched that series yet, it's Heart-wrenching, honestly. As soon as this Jeffrey Epstein case became something that I just was so locked into, I knew that I had to watch that R. Kelly series, even though I knew it was going to be disturbing. And it was disturbing, no doubt about it. It's such a, a sad state of things when you have people like this running around the world. And how many of them are there? that we don't even know about. In all, prosecutors plan to introduce evidence involving 19 women, including at least seven who were minors at the time of the alleged misconduct, as well as additional allegations that Kelly sexually abused a 17-year-old boy he met at McDonald's. I mean, really? So this guy's running around a, a prolific molester, according to the prosecution, boys, girls, it doesn't matter. However, he can get his rocks off this sick fuck. So there, there should be a place underneath the prison for people like this. People like R. Kelly, people like Ghislaine Maxwell, people like Keith Raniere, and certainly people like Jeffrey Epstein. Jurors will hear evidence that Kelly knowingly passed a sexually transmitted disease to some victims, orchestrated hush payments to others, and employed a strict system of discipline and psychological manipulation with victims that in some cases spanned years, court records show. Boy, that all sounds familiar, huh? Now, not the the sexual transmitted disease, but all the other stuff, psychological manipulation, a strict system of discipline... Um, an abuse that lasted for years? or tried decades in Epstein's, uh, for Epstein's part. Decades, folks, okay? 70s, at least. Attorneys for Kelly, meanwhile, will be tasked with poking holes in each of the alleged predicate acts that make up the racketeering charge, challenging witnesses on their memories and motives, and on the existence of any illegal enterprise to begin with, legal experts said. And that's would be the, the, the challenge for Maxwell and her team, right? How would they prove that there was no um, illegal enterprise? They can't prove that. There certainly was, right? And again, I'm, the, the, the reason I am even introducing this right now, we're even talking about this, is so you can look at both cases and say to yourself, well, why would one get Rico and not the other? What's the difference here? Well, one has political connections and one doesn't. Point blank period. Among the questions for jurors to sort out, were the alleged victims really coerced? Or were they merely fans of Kelly's who participated willingly? Did they have a reasonable fear of retaliation for leaving? And, in the case of alleged minor victims, did Kelly actually know they were underage? And these are all questions that can come up in the Epstein case as well, right? Look, the parallels are uncanny. When you look at the two cases and you see how R. Kelly went about his business and how Jeffrey Epstein went about his business, you can see how the organizations are very similar. Now, one of them was way higher up in the atmosphere, meaning Jeffrey Epstein's, but they had the same kind of operational uh, um, motives, right? Legal experts who spoke to the Tribune said Kelly's lawyers will clearly have a much tougher time defending this case than at his last criminal trial in 2008, when a Cook County jury decided they couldn't be sure Kelly was the man seen in a grainy videotape having sex with a 13-year-old girl. Nah, it wasn't him. It was somebody who just looked like him. A grainy videotape. Technicalities and loopholes. And yet, he's... Let go, and he continues on his way, continuing abusing people, hurting people, ruining lives, just like just like Jeffrey Epstein. There isn't just one thing that can be explained away, like a sex tape, where you can argue, you can't tell who's in it, Grell said of the charges Kelly now faces. If prosecutors are able to show this whole scope and pattern of activity, it's like, come on, it's overwhelming. Yeah, no shit. I'm just a regular guy, you know, no uh, uh, no uh, uh, experience as an investigator. and I sure the hell put together a Rico case on Epstein. Let's go take a look back at the catalog folks. We've built the case for them if they, if they if they're too lazy to do it themselves. All they have to do is put the technical paperwork together. The case is there. The stakes couldn't be higher for Kelly, fifty four who has been in federal custody since his, his arrest in July 2019, and could face decades in prison if convicted. The trial is scheduled to begin in earnest on August 18th with opening statements and is expected to last more than a month. See, that's the thing with RICO cases too. They can go on forever. And to build a RICO case takes years sometimes. Like when you're building a RICO case against somebody like, say, John Gotti, it takes years to build that case witnesses, and tapes, and you name it. The outcome may also give guidance how authorities in other districts proceed in other cases against him, including a pending indictment in U.S. District Court in Chicago, and other charges brought in Cook County in February 2019. Long list of accusations. The allegations against Kelly date back to 1991 two years before his album, 12 Play, along with the number one single, Bump and Grind, were released at, to go on and sell more than 5 million copies and center around his musical career, both in the studio in Chicago and while on tour, performing at venues across the country, all the way back to 1991. I was 11 years old in 1991, folks. world sure was a different place back then. But this dude, for 30 years, was able to go on abusing people, molesting children, raping girls, molesting boys too, I guess. And nobody stepped up to stop him either, huh? Now, think about that for a minute. All R. Kelly had was money and fame, not political connections. And that money and fame shielded him for that this long. Now you add the political connections to it, and you can see how people like Epstein were able to operate almost with impunity. According to the indictment, at the height of Kelly's fame, it was standard practice for his entourage to issue wristbands to girls, some minors, attending his concerts that allowed them backstage access and direct interaction with Kelly. I can confirm that that happened at concerts. I mean, 100%. Um, I'm Um, not too sure that underage stuff i never seen anything like that, honestly. But they definitely did do that at concerts. You know, they'd go out and there'd be people who worked for the bands. Their job would be to wrangle up girls. You know, groupies. <laughs> they'd go out to the crowd. They'd pick out some chicks and bring them backstage and whatever's whatever. But this is on a whole nother level. Going out looking for kids to bring back? Giving kids wristbands? fuck is wrong with you? When Kelly identified a girl he wished to see again, he'd ask for her contact information or direct his associates to obtain it. The girls were then invited to meet with Kelly at future shows with some provided lodging according to the charges. And that was all part of it, right? You know, now you're feeling special. Oh, R. Kelly wants me to come hang out with him. He's going to get a hotel room for me. He really likes me. You know, famous guy, young, uh, naive girls... You see the problem here. You see where this is going. The charges alleged Kelly had rules for the girls he groomed. They were to call him daddy and were not allowed to leave their rooms unless instructed by Kelly to do so, including to eat or go to the bathroom, the in- the indictment said. So this was on another level, right? This was like he had them enslaved, like he, they couldn't do shit without his approval. You can't go eat, you can't go to the bathroom, you can't do anything unless you ask me. Oh, and by the way, you gotta call me daddy. Uh, hello creepy fucking creeperton. And the people around him that let this occur, all of his close confidants, bunch of sick fucks just like Jeffrey Epstein's people. Many survivors allegedly were videotaped by Kelly performing sex acts and were slapped, spanked, or otherwise physically assaulted. Some were told they had to look at the floor. Others were forced to write letters containing falsehoods and a- embarrassing embarrassing allegations for Kelly to use at his discretion if and when the need arose, prosecutors have alleged, so he'd have some compromise on them. Where do we hear that before, huh? You have a little bit of, uh, of dirt on somebody, it's a lot easier to mold them to do what you want them to do, isn't it? So we know Epstein was the king of Compromot. And it looks like R. Kelly had himself some Compromot here as well. One of the survivors central to the indictment is Aaliyah Houghton, a one time phenom singer referred to the charges as Jane Doe number one, who died in a plane crash in the Bahamas in two thousand one. Jeez I can't even imagine that. You think about Aaliyah, right? And, you know, her music and all of that. And then to think that R. Kelly sexually abused her? Fucking mind-boggling. Aaliyah met Kelly when she was just 12. As his protege, she went on to become a teenage R&B star. Her smash hit, May 1994 debut album, Age Ain't Nothing But A Number, (laughs) was produced and written by Kelly. Yikes. See, this is all stuff I didn't even really know. I've never, honestly, I try not to delve too deep into this shit besides the Epstein case because it's all so disturbing to me. I mean, I, you know, we live in a very sick, sick, sick world filled with very sick people. Age ain't nothing but a number. And it was written by R. Kelly? Boy, that aged well, didn't it? The indictment alleged an associate of Kelly's in August 1994 bribed a state employee to create a fake ID for Aaliyah showing she was 18 when in fact she was only 15. The next day, Kelly, then 27, married Aaliyah in a secret ceremony with the falsified paperwork. The marriage was later annulled by a Michigan judge at the insistence of Aaliyah's family. Wow, imagine this sick fuck taking advantage of this little girl. Oh, I'm going to make you a superstar. I'm going to make you the greatest R&B singer of all time. Getting her a fake ID when she's 15 so he can marry her. I hope R. Kelly fucking rots at the bottom of the prison. Prosecutors have said a witness will testify that Kelly had secretly arranged the marriage after he got her pregnant and wanted to shield himself from criminal charges. Oh, more arranged marriages, huh? Boy, there sure are a lot of parallels here. There sure are a lot of parallels. Meanwhile, Kelly's former tour manager, Demetrius Smith, said in the surviving R. Kelly documentary that he'd arranged the forged documents for Kelly and was one of a handful of people present at the small ceremony in the Chicago suburb of Rosemont. So basically what you're telling us, Demetrius Smith, is that your job was more important than these young girls' lives. Keeping your job was more important than calling out your bitch-ass boss. Or serving him up that three-piece with the soda. You were there? And you didn't stop it? You knew this girl's 15? You're letting this motherfucker marry her? It was just a quick little ceremony. She didn't have on a white dress. He didn't have on a tux, said Smith, who later told media outlets he's been subpoenaed to testify in Kelly's criminal case. Just every day She looked worried and scared. Oh, that's nice. So you... You're at a a wedding, and you know this is a little girl. She looks worried and scared, but you still take part. You, my friend, are a piece of shit as well. Another alleged survivor who met Kelly at a mall in 2003 when she was in her early 20s and working as a radio station intern is expected to testify that she was invited to interview Kelly at a Chicago music studio where... She was forced to sign a non-disclosure agreement before being locked in a room without sustenance for three days. What the f- what? So I show up to interview you and I get locked in a room for three days with no sustenance? Where are her people? Where's her boss, her friends, her family, her boyfriend? I got news for you. Somebody locks carry up somebody, uh, somewhere. I'm, I'm showing up. You better believe it. And I'm not going to be alone. Fuck you mean you had her locked up for three days and nobody shows up. After a member of Kelly's entourage finally gave her something to drink, she became tired and dizzy and passed out, the indictment alleged. She woke up sometime thereafter to Kelly with her in the bedroom in circumstances that made it apparent that he had sexually assaulted her while she was unconscious, prosecutors alleged. So... Did they give her something to make her pass out? Some kind of uh, drug or something like that? Doesn't make any sense. But the fact of the matter is this. R. Kelly and the people around him were sick fucks. And they all deserve to be charged with Rico. The only thing I'm wondering is, where's the Rico for, say it with me in the back, folks, Epstein and his crew? Also expected to testify is an alleged male survivor of Kelly's identified as John Doe number 1, who says he was sexually abused as a teen after meeting Kelly in December 2006 at an unspecified Chicago McDonald's. Prosecutors alleged in a recent court filing that Kelly invited the boy to a party at his Chicago residence, but when the boy brought his parents, Kelly advised him to come without them to the next gathering. Oh, yeah, that's sound doesn't sound terrifying or anything. It's not a uh, red flag. Hey, Mom, Dad, next time I go to R. Kelly's house, you're not allowed to come. What? What would you just say to me? I'm not allowed to do what? Well, guess what? You're never going there again. How about that? Fuck does that mean you can't bring your parents? I think that would be a red flag for the for parents out there, no? Kelly also asked John Doe 1 what he was willing to do to succeed in the music business and clarified that he wanted John Doe number 1 to engage in sexual contact with Kelly, prosecutors alleged. With that backdrop, Kelly then engaged in sexual contact with John Doe number 1. Prosecutors said Kelly, Kelly also forced the boy to have sex with females as Kelly videotaped the acts. Yo, this guy is shaping up to be quite the fucking scumbag, huh? So, again... Every single charge you could possibly hit him with, I say do it. If there's more charges besides Rico, hit him with those two. People like this do not deserve to breathe the same air as the rest of us, folks. There's no rehabilitating somebody like R. Kelly or Jeffrey Epstein. Rico Creativity The case against R. Kelly is just the most recent example of federal prosecutors in New York's Brooklyn office using the RICO law in rather inventive fashion, legal experts told the Tribune. Oh, that's that's nice. So everybody's getting Ricos but Jeffrey Epstein, huh? We're handing them out to everybody like candy. But Epstein and his boys? Nah, no RICO for them. It's very frustrating, folks. Very, very frustrating. In 2015, the office announced an indictment that rocked international sports, charging 14 defendants with racketeering, wire fraud, and money laundering conspiracies in connection with FIFA, the worldwide governing body of soccer. And those are some of their favorite RICO predicates, boys and girls. Let me tell you, racketeering, wire fraud, and money laundering. Didn't I? I've talked about all of those before <laughs> here, haven't I? I think I've seen those charges, in fact. Look, those are some of the most basic RICO charges, and they're definitely predicates that they slam people with. Perhaps the closest uh, analog to the Kelly case, according to one expert, was the successful RICO prosecution of the upstate New York group Nexium, a cult-like organization that purported to be a self-help group. A federal jury in Brooklyn convicted leader Keith Raniere on charges including racketeering and sex trafficking in June 2019, the month before the RICO indictment against Kelly was unveiled. Raniere was sentenced to 120 years in prison. Um, paging Maureen Comey. Hello, Maureen Comey. You have precedent all over the place. What are you doing? When are we going to get a superseded indictment here? When is Maxwell going to get smacked with RICO charges? Randy D. Gordon, executive professor at Texas A&M University Law School, who has extensively studied RICO, said the Nexium sex cult had a concrete organizational structure reporting to Ray while the enterprise Kelly allegedly led appears far looser. 100%. And that's my point exactly. If you're gonna hit R. Kelly with RICO, and you should, Jeffrey Epstein and his people should be slapped with it too. It's an ironclad RICO case, folks. Ironclad. If Epstein's last name was Gambella, forget it. We're not even thinking about a traditional prostitution ring, though. This is the sort of this is sort of within that space of sex trafficking. Gordon said. From the defendant's perspective, I suppose he can argue that the alleged enterprise is too amorphous and ill-defined, he said. I still think the government has the better argument on the issue of whether the alleged enterprise is just disguised allegation that Kelly is the enterprise. Look, again, the similarities in this case, no doubt, but what Epstein did was on such a larger scale and spanned intercontinentally. It was government officials involved, magnates of business involved, but he doesn't get slapped with Rico. Okay, I guess we'll just accept it. That's a topic that that Kelly's Chicago-based defense team, which has since been severed from the case, tried to raise in a motion to dismiss last year, arguing the charges failed to specifically name any co-conspirators, which is unusual for a Rico case. See, again, there is more for El Rico case in the Epstein situation than any of these other ones. And that's why it makes me so mental. That's why I scream about it from mountaintops pretty much every day. Robert Kelly is not an enterprise, attorney Steven Greenberg wrote in a motion at the time. Rico was not designed as a means to punish a single individual for his own wrongful actions. That's exact. That's true. It's not. It was meant to punish people who had leadership roles at the top of these organizations, so your boy R. Kelly, Jeffrey Epstein, Ghislaine Maxwell, those people. U.S. District Judge Ann Donnelly denied the motion in May May of 2020, saying it was up to the jurors to decide. G. Robert Blakey, who helped draft the RICO statutes decades ago, said a case like Kelly's was not quite what he pictured when writing the law, But over the years, the statute has proven to be extraordinarily flexible. Yeah, that's one way of saying that they've used it to hamstring plenty of people in this country throughout the years. To prove their case, prosecutors must show that the enterprise went beyond just Kelly himself, said Blakey, now a a professor emeritus at Notre Dame's law school. But they don't necessarily have to prove a sophisticated mafia-like structure existed under him. Case law has held that the enterprise must only be as organized as a pickup basketball game, Blakey said, and Kelly's indictment more than meets the elements of a Rico case. Bing, bang, boom, case point, everything's sold, down the river, it's all over and done with. The guy who wrote the law even just told you what Rico's supposed to be. Now, if Jeffrey Epstein and his organization don't fit those parameters, I don't know what does. While they're playing the game, you know the center is, you know who the center is, and you know who the guards are. Everybody knows where the basketball court is, everybody knows to play on that court. And the game goes on even though the people playing it change over time. That's just like the mob, he said. Can you identify roles in the group that was around Kelly, and did it have a reasonable long... long, uh, Was it around for a reasonably long time? It's got to be more than a weekend. It's got to be Years every parameter, every box mark checked, everything ticked off. How in the fuck is Maxwell not slapped with Rico? Stephen Block, a former federal federal prosecutor in Chicago, said it's likely the government truly considered Kelly to be by far the most culpable person, and that is who they wanted to focus their efforts on. It could be that other members of the enterprise are cooperating with law enforcement, and we might find out at a later time they were charged with indictments under SEAL, Block said. And again, that's something that is possibly happening in the Epstein case as well. We don't know what's happening under SEAL right now. We don't know who's getting uh, uh, indicted or anything like that. So that's all up in the air still. We'll find out later on, obviously, but... Right now, who the f- who knows what's going on behind the scenes? Grell, the RICO expert from the University of Minnesota, agreed that while some of Kelly's alleged enablers could have faced federal charges of their own, the singer was the true target. In this situation, the primary goal is to cut the head off of the snake, he said. Well, folks, there you go. R. Kelly facing some serious RICO charges. And the question remains... When is Epstein going to face the same kind, or I should say Epstein's remaining criminal remnants of his enterprise, namely Ghislaine Maxwell? Because when you look at the Nexium case, when you look at R. Kelly's case, and you put them side by side and compare them to the Epstein case, there is no way that both of those people should be charged with racketeering and Maxwell not. So we'll see. It's almost November, we're getting closer to the trial, and who knows if the government's going to hit them with RICO, but I'll tell you what, all of the parameters are met, and now it seems to be just a matter of the government not having the spine to go all the way. If you'd like to contact me you can do that at Capucci at protonmail.com that's b-o-b-b-y c-a-p-u-c-c-i at protonmail.com you can also find me on twitter at b-o-b-b-y underscore c-a-p-u-c-c-i all of the links that go with this episode can be found in the description box all right folks i'll be back later and we will pick up where we
0: left off